I have given up fighting. My sword is sealed forever. Here in America, I will not follow the way of the ninja. No more. Welcome to Second Class Cinema, the show where we watch a B-movie and immediately discuss it. I'm Tom. I'm here with Brittany and Eric. Hi, I'm Eric. What's up? And you're Brittany. I'm Brittany. I am forevermore. (laughs) Great job. For better or for worse. All right. So we still remember that part of the show. Okay. We're still really good at this. (laughs) Uh, We're doing a really good job. that far. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) tonight we watched Revenge of the Ninja from 1983, canon release, um, and it was Eric's pick. Why don't you explain why you picked it to? Well, uh, we've watched a couple of ninja movies on this show. Just a couple. Just a couple. <laughs> um, and I, I really wanted to find, like, I want to find out if there's a good ninja movie out there, because most of the ninja movies that I have seen have been terrible. <laughs> yeah. Uh, either they're, like, kids' movies or they're, like, Godfrey Ho, pieces of shit. Um, so I, I, I went ahead and I finally did some research. I, I looked up, you know, what are the best ninja movies? And as it turns out, most ninja movies are terrible. So <laughs> most, most lists, like I looked at a top 10 list and most of the movies listed on, on it had like disclaimers. It was like, this is not a good movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just a good ninja movie. Yeah, exactly. And, um, I, I picked this one because this is one of the few ones that wasn't like part of the eighties boom of like white guy learns to be a ninja and, and beats the bad guys. Like this featured like an actual, uh, Ninjutsu master, I guess. A real life Asian person. A real life Asian person who apparently knows ninjutsu. His name is uh, Shokasugi. He appeared in a couple of ninja movies. Um, Mm -hmm. And he's kind of like a cult ninja movie guy. He's kind of Um, like a badass. He is a badass. (laughs) Definitely. He directed like the choreography in this movie. I think he brought like the knowledge about the mysticism uh, behind ninjas and all that stuff to this movie Mm. and to the set. So that's why I picked this movie. Oh, because it has some clout. It has some clout. Exactly. Most ninja movies lack that. Regardless of how real ninjutsu really is from like a historical perspective, it's still cool to see like some legitimacy to the the mysticism of these these things. Yeah, definitely. True. And you know what? When he was talking about the method of throwing the star Mm. to like go through someone's eye to puncture their brain, I was like, I wonder if that's true. (laughs) I'm assuming it is. Yeah, probably. Why not? (laughs) I mean, if not, he's he acted it well enough. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were a ninja expert, Eric. No. (laughs) <laughs> oh, that's right. You had to no look, rebuttal, just no. You had to look up online for the top ten. Yeah, exactly. Um, so uh, explain to us what this movie's about. Okay. Um, a ninja moves to America to open an art gallery and escape a legacy of ninja violence that has claimed his family in Japan. Mm. Um, he has a partner in America named Brayden, uh, who he is going to open the art gallery with. But as it turns out, Brayden is using it as a front to transport heroin from his Japanese associates to America and sell to the Italian mafia. Um, so as a result of this, uh, the deal goes bad. Brayden starts killing some of the gangsters and uh, Sho's son gets caught up in it by witnessing one of his murders. Mm. And uh, basically, Cho gets entangled in this big mess. Yeah. And he has to uh, enact the revenge of the ninja. <laughs> he does have to revenge the ninja. And, After and, he swore off the ninja way of life. Yes. <laughs> yeah. When he moved to America, he said no more. No more. Uh, I do have a question, though. What is your question? So <laughs> I wanted to know. So, okay. So he's a ninja, definitely. Mm-hmm. Our main character's a ninja. And he's also an artisan Japanese doll dealer as well? I guess so, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't not really... really get the doll thing. I was like, so is his partner... 
like is the doll the only thing that's showcased in this gallery i guess so yeah and like his partner was just supplying them from japan and he had no idea that they were actually filled with heroin it seems like it, yeah. Well, it just seemed strange that he was like, okay, well, I know a lot about these Japanese dolls that take two months to make. If he knew so much about the process, then how did the other guy orchestrate to get the heroin in these dolls that was actually show's role? Yakuza. Oh, he, maybe, maybe he had, I don't know, my guess is he had, like, Japanese gang connections that managed to get, like, the heroin transported within the dolls. Yeah. The people that were making the dolls didn't know anything about it. And you did a show. <laughs> and then what? You sell the dolls to the same two people all the time? I guess so. <laughs> Just over and over. To these mustached Italian Can't get enough people. of those dolls. <laughs> okay, you clowns. Cut the crap. All right. So let's start with successes then. Let's, let's figure it out. This movie doesn't waste any time. No. None. This movie is exactly what I want out of a ninja movie, which is a bunch of karate scenes of ninjas doing ninja shit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> ninjas hiding in plain sight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but like I would say, so the, it's the, the amount of ninjas we saw and the amount of ninja fights that went down was exquisite. They were numerous and yes. plenty. <laughs> yeah, they were plentiful. And I, I mean, even on top of that, they, they did some really cool, like inspired stuff with some mm -hmm. of their ninja fights like the the one of the the first one the early one when the um the the gang of ninjas attacks his family and there was that dude who started to strike from the roof yeah came down and he killed that guy and then that guy was dangling there the whole time and a couple of those cool wide shots you just see this one ninja this hanging off the roof it's <laughs> just a pile of ninja corpses strewn across <laughs> the background while they're discussing going to america to escape <laughs> Yeah, wastes no time. <laughs> um, the choreography and the fight scenes were pretty sweet. It was very excellent. They kept it like really like laughably gory at some parts, mm -hmm. but just really cool at others. Like when he spit all those, those projectiles <laughs> into that guy's face. I was like, what is happening? Uh, that was the special effect. That was so nice. They had to do it twice. <laughs> just Itali Italian mustache gangsters from the 70s catching caltrops right in the face. <laughs> <laughs> so over the top um, but it really worked and I think it lent to that whole does not waste a second thing mm -hmm. any like minute of this movie that they could fill with a fight scene they took the opportunity yeah which they, is great that that's what you want the padding to be like right. you want the in-between story parts to just be action-packed and then just give me a quick little exposition dip. yeah you don't want like a 20-minute political exposition <laughs> about like the trading between Japan and America yeah yeah I mean I, I'd say most martial arts movies, I mean, I'd be hard-pressed to say I can even think of a single, like, A-list martial arts movie. Like, most of them are B-movies at heart. And the yeah. ones that accept that they're B-movies and really just get into the action are the ones that are the best. And this is something that accomplishes that. Absolutely. And I think they accomplished a lot on the low-budget-ish that they worked with. Yeah. And they did a lot of cool stuff. I'd be curious what the budget is versus what the box office on this was. But, I mean, this was a Canon Films production. It didn't feature any big names, so yeah. I'm sure the budget was fairly low. Yeah, so, I um, mean, it, that's the kind of uh, movie that, you know, is scraping, scraping mm -hmm. by, you know, to try and get as much as they can for their dollar. Yeah. And this is a situation in which it worked. For sure. And they got a lot for their dollars. Um, anything else? I'm really curious as to what the budget is for this now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, you look that up. Eric, do you have anything else? Uh, soundtrack was boss. Oh, yeah. Uh, soundtrack by Rob Walsh. Mm. Um, Dan doesn't ring a bell, but I did look up the soundtrack because I wanted to buy it. And as it turns out, on vinyl. This is, like, really expensive. It's like I'm, $70. Holy shit. 
Seventy dollars on vinyl. Yeah, but um, it's like this really warm, synthy, early '80s sound. Um, it kind of comes off like a Commodore 64 soundtrack a little bit. Yeah. Um, and it's got like some Asian influences in there, like here and there. Um, and it just there's something about it that just feels so good. It feels like a canon movie. Like I don't know if there's any other way to describe it, but I feel like every canon movie was has this kind of soundtrack. Yeah, and and, and on top of you know it and feeling like a canon movie, we, this movie was 1983, yeah. and we even said it looks like a movie that's from the late 70s. Yeah. Like, it's got that, like, maybe it's four or five years, the look's a little out of date, mm -hmm. but it almost doesn't even matter. It really doesn't. It, in fact, I think it even lends extra credence to that look, because mm. it feels like a late 70s, like, Bruce Lee movie, or, like, th that same vibe of actor. Yeah, like know? that grain that mm -hmm. comes with those kinds of movies. Yep. Yeah. That carried over. Yeah. Big fan. Yeah. Do we have... Uh, no any numbers uh, no numbers no numbers but interestingly this is the second of three ninja movies in a ninja series uh the others are enter the ninja 1981 and ninja 3 the domination 1984 i like that title <laughs> all three were unrelated in terms of story oh you know a trilogy <laughs> and then canon also went on to make american ninja 1985 which spawned four sequels i'm gonna stop reading from fucking i <laughs> you know <laughs> And go kill myself. <laughs> um, wow. That's <laughs> more about ninjas than you wanted to know. <laughs> um, any other uh, positives we'd like to highlight? I feel like there were a lot and I can't articulate any of them. I, I mean, I think it was just an effective movie that did not. It, it, its pace was uh, enough to keep you interested Definitely. because the action kept happening. But they didn't lose you with the story, even though uh, there was a couple of moments where I was like, uh-oh, this has too many character there's, syndrome. There's three mm -hmm. factions going on. Well, four, if you count the police. Ugh. There's two, like, there's one too many factions going on here. Yeah. That's one of the problems I, I had. Which yeah, is, I feel like you could have taken out the mafia guy, uh, Caifano or Caifano, mm -hmm. whatever. <laughs> yeah. Were you looking at me because I'm Italian? Exactly. <laughs> hey! Um, the guy Braden was in deep with. You could have removed yeah, him yeah. from the story entirely, and it would have been pretty much the same movie. Yeah, well, I don't. I'm not sure Fucking because poor man's Joe Heshey. <laughs> he was, but the, so so Brayden's character was being compressed from both sides, though, and mm -hmm. I think that's what caused it to climax the way it did. I don't. I think that part was needed. I don't think the. I don't know. I guess. I guess all the the bits are, are necessary in their own way for it to complete yeah. the way it did. And I don't think it went too far into some of these other factions where I'm like, ugh, yeah. because I was afraid <laughs> that was going to happen, and it and it then it didn't. Yeah, I think the only extraneous group was like the police, and it, they they tried to set up like that one guy to be like uh, chose like real good buddy in yeah. the police force, and I never felt like his character went anywhere. I didn't really feel like he was necessary, and he just kind of died the first chance he had to do anything. <laughs> yeah, I feel like he showed up and had a little talk with him for about four minutes, and then disappeared for like 35 minutes. Yeah. And then he popped back up, and I was like, who the hell is that guy? Yeah. It's someone else for the ninja to revenge. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe if they had gone a little further with that guy, we would have liked it a bit more. Maybe, yeah. That's actually up for debate, because one of my complaints with these types of movies is, okay, too many characters introduced. I don't know or care who anyone is. Mm -hmm. But in this case... It was like, well, you introduced this guy, and you could have backed off far enough to where I still didn't care, but they brought him in just enough where I'm like, no, you give me a little more. Yeah. And I would have, I would have bought. Push in one more. direction or the other. Yeah. Yeah. They, they kind of it fell through the cracks, mm -hmm. I think, in this one. Well, I liked the overall story of this movie. I thought it was just simple enough to carry all the action that was happening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Without being like convoluted or too simple. Yeah. And I mean, there was a couple, I, I was afraid that we wouldn't see uh, action from our main character until the end because he's like, oh, I'm done. 
but mm-hmm. it totally it, he showcased his abilities and i was afraid yeah. that we were only gonna like get the payoff mm-hmm. but no it was the whole movie the whole movie was was him fighting which was great well that's okay because the rest of the time we would have had his awesome seven-year-old son beating the <laughs> shit out of everybody who is awesome and very talented yeah, yeah. he is my favorite part of the whole movie <laughs> yeah no he was great yeah and that was actually his his real life son uh playing the role King. of his movie son <laughs> <laughs> interesting um all the positives I have are like seriously <laughs> the things that make a martial arts movie great. <laughs> this movie yeah. is coherent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no. It, it, all within the context of the movies that we watched, this was successful in, in mm-hmm. its application of story and action. Agreed. And martial sure. art. I mean, even like some Bruce Lee movies are extremely boring. Mm-hmm. Like, in fact, most of them are. He only did six. <laughs> and, like, I would say maybe one of the, one or two of them is really worth watching start to finish. Yeah. So, I mean, that, to say that this is excellent is saying a lot. Wow. <laughs> um, all right. So where did this movie then fall short? The Kathy. <laughs> Kathy. What don't you like about Kathy? Everything. <laughs> I liked Kathy. Of course you did. <laughs> What's that supposed to mean? <laughs> I liked Kathy. <laughs> I liked the big-breasted blonde lady doing karate. Yeah. Yeah, she looked like Ken from Street Fighter. Oh, uh, she was I the find worst actress ever. Yeah, she wasn't great. No, that was more of a joke negative. She was a terrible actress, but let's, I don't really have a whole lot of legitimate negatives. Let's there, face it, to the, be honest. the act in this movie is pretty wooden in general. Yes, it's, very. I'm your friend. <laughs> it's Ugh. it's like sitting on the fence of serviceable. But there's so there's like the the Braden guy. I don't know if like he was like a name like like in maybe in the late 70s or something, but he had like maybe this sort of presence on screen, but then he would deliver lines so much like this. <laughs> you well, have to go get Kane. Well, I'm assuming Because I of, said so backhand. <laughs> I'm assuming a lot of it was ADR. So yeah. it was just him repeating his lines later and not caring. Right. Um, I almost uh, wonder if he was someone that like had a career and then he was stuck doing canon movies and he wasn't very happy about it. That I got that vibe from this movie. That could definitely have had a lot to do with it. Yeah. Because I mean, if you think about it, his character throughout most of this movie is a stunt double wearing like that terrible looking mask. Mm. Um his screen time in general probably maybe like five to ten minutes if you think about it yeah it wasn't much yeah it wasn't much but like his character screen time inside the ninja you know get up was yeah. probably half of his screen time right so he probably spent most of his time just doing adr work oh my god so, i couldn't yeah <laughs> I couldn't handle his terrible laugh <laughs> oh my <laughs> soda popinski laugh on the top of the <laughs> Sounded so fake. <laughs> I feel like that mask just came with that laugh built into it. <laughs> <It's> just <laughs> from the Halloween store. Yeah. <laughs> Press that button right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and as soon as he first put on his like get up and put the mask on, I was like, oh, I, I that's so s- they could do a stunt double. I think you said, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Oh no. <laughs> uh, yeah, totally. Um, but I mean, I think what, one of the things that I didn't—it's—it's it's a failure in the in the wrong sense because mm. it's also one of my favorite parts, <laughs> which are the obvious stunts. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> I, there's something so endearing about that that I, I don't know. It's, it's always like an, an A-list, three hundred million dollar budget movie could do an obvious stunt, and I would love it. Mm-hmm. But they're too good looking. It reminds me. It reminds you of like the craft that was put into the movie. Like you're like, oh, people did this. Yeah. Like, <laughs> 
They tried. Yeah, like they were. They were. I think the first one that we laughed at really hard was one of the ones where Show jumps over a fence and he does like this sweet flip. But like the editing is done in such a way that like he barely like leaps off the ground and then all of a sudden he's doing the sick flip like twenty feet in the air. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it's so weird because it cuts to the other side of the wall and you can't even see him and then he just like pops out of nowhere and is like flipping. Ugh. Uh, I love editing stuff like that. That's so the second good. one was really good though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The second like it, it. it was an obvious stunt, but they definitely improved their craft by the time they did that one. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. Um yeah. But I don't yeah. really have any real negatives though. No, I, I was really grasping for negatives. You know, the acting was wooden. Um and I was actually thinking, so question, we enjoyed this movie, but the acting was, was terrible, mm-hmm. but like, at least on the, on the fence of serviceable. Yeah. I mean, it does what it has to. Yeah. You know? What makes that okay in this situation, but we'll probably get better acting in another movie that we won't like as much. What happens? I what feel like what all is the, it about the performance? I feel like all the action sequences and how awesome they were totally supplemented this to a point where the lackluster performances were just irrelevant. Damn. It's it's a genre different thing where the acting can be miserable, but if the action is really cool, who yeah, cares? like if it had less action or less cool fight scenes, I would be very displeased. Okay, yeah, all right. Yeah, Fair, I, I mean, guess, I feel like you have to have one or the other. Ideally, you have both, but I guess this is the ratio. Not a perfect world. Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't think I'd be stretching too far. I hate that I have to bring up this movie constantly. Don't do it. I'm gonna do it. Uh, the acting in this movie is about on par with the last match. Uh, <laughs> But this movie provides what we were looking for, whereas The Last Match did not. Oh, no, it did not. Yeah. I think that's the difference, you know. Yeah. Because, I mean, the, the acting in The Last Match is actually pretty serviceable. It's not bad. No, but the her... movie just sucks out loud. <laughs> <laughs> it really does. <laughs> <sighs> God damn it. Okay. <laughs> um, anything else on, on uh, before we move on to favorite parts? Just any last thoughts? No, those are all the negatives I had, really. All right. So what do we have for favorite parts, then? <laughs> Um, in the beginning when Cho's family is getting attacked by ninjas and then he runs in and starts fighting them to sit, try to save them. Yeah. Um, I believe he gets three arrows shot at him yep. and he catches both, uh, two in each hand, like one in each hand and then the third with his teeth. And I was like, that's a great introduction to this guy. Oh yeah. <laughs> so good. And then he takes the two he caught in his hand and stabs someone in the neck with them. <laughs> and I'm just like, all right. They're like, I understand what this character is about now. Yeah, like, exactly. Less what than a, 10 minutes in. I feel what like a, you can't see something like that and then gripe about like how wooden the act is. <laughs> it's like, all right, one thing or the other. You know what kind of movie we're I get about. it. Yeah. I mean, and on top of that too, something that I would say is an overall favorite part um, and also a success would be how brutal the ninjas were and how brutal everyone was Mm -hmm. like there was a lot of brutality people just didn't give a shit about other humans a lot of stabbings like it was just like some of stuff was over the top yeah they just like rolled up to his house in the beginning and like killed his wife and like three other people kids there was a a, another favorite part where a a kid like a nine-year-old kid (laughs) a chinese star in the face that's very true it's one of my risks we haven't had one of those in a long time but that's a risk for me (laughs) that's true that that is a risk (laughs) to just show up straight up kid murder yeah and actually you know what i think i remember seeing that there's like an edited version of this movie where i have a feeling a lot of that stuff is cut out but i think i think we were watching the unedited version yeah and we watched it on uh the paramount vault on youtube which is just kind of a trove of a bunch of paramount movies and so it's free and at high quality on youtube so you can totally watch it there and get the same experience we did. Oh, and it was a good experience. It was good. It was awesome. good. Um, 
So any other favorite parts? Uh, the Mafia's, like, stable of weird Holy ethnic stereotypes. <laughs> so fucking good. Oh, so so when, deep. <laughs> when I first, like, looked at the description for this movie, I was like, oh, they have, like, an actual Japanese guy that knows martial arts being the ninja. How progressive for the 80s. And then, like, we started watching this movie and, like, just the weirdest ethnic stereotypes show up. The, the Mafia has a guy named Chief who is a, a Native American guy who fights with uh, hatchets. Native American. <laughs> Pretty sure he's just a chinless white guy. Yeah. Um, with long hair. With braids. <laughs> and then we also saw uh, the, a, a group of... I don't even know. Can, can I describe them as gangsters, really? Um, because we're like the street toughs. Yeah. Final fight bad guy. Like the yeah, the street team for there the was game. A, there was a street team and we had to pause it so we could write down descriptions of all of them. All right, let's go. It was so absurd. Uh, there's four guys in particular. There were four guys. Yeah. Let, let's oh. let's hit it. Okay, so there was the Japanese guy who looked like Farva from Super Troopers who had a Rising Sun t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a standard studded leather biker type guy. That yeah. was maybe the most normal guy of the group. Well, I yeah. think he was Mexican. He was wearing like a leather vest yep. and studded bracelets and armbands. Big mustache. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, then there was the full-on denim cowboy. Like, I don't even know what to make of this guy. They got this costume at a Halloween store, clearly. Complete with a giant bucket hat with a feather stuck into it. And an <laughs> awesome mustache. Yeah. That hat was 100 gallons and that mustache was 100 gallons. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to pair this with this right now. Yeah. One of my favorite parts was when that 10-gallon uh, hat <laughs> gets half its mustache cut off. <laughs> that was fantastic. He was just like, <laughs> he was so appalled. My stash. <laughs> that took three weeks. I love, I love when they they touch on that. Like, I don't know if that guy was vain or anything like that, but I love he when probably they... thought the song was about him. <laughs> <laughs> he could have. Um, but like when in movies, like in Only the Strong, when uh, they cut Silverio's hair a little bit at the end, and he picks it, he looks at it, he's like, <laughs> you know. I'm like, oh, he's so vain. He loves himself so much, and he just lost a little bit of himself. Uh, I like that. Pretty that means they're they're mortal, you know. Yeah. Bit like of a that. bit of a Samson complex. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, good stuff. And then our our last gang, uh, our, our last street tough yeah. was a black guy in red cotton panties, and he was also a rollerblader. Yeah, <laughs> and he had like giant like weird looking headphones. Oh, definitely. Wearing, like <laughs> hot pants. The best part was is like I couldn't see him from the knee down, and I'm like he looks like a roller skater. <laughs> And then they did a side shot. He was wearing roller skates. I was like, roller skater. Oh, man. Of love. Like, that Perfect is, wardrobe. That is straight up like canon films understanding of what street toughs are like. Like, if you ever watch any of the Death Wish movies, that's what they think like street thugs are. Like, Such an assortment. <laughs> Do you think they just tell the goon, be like, you know what? Just have at it. Here's our prop closet. I kind of wonder. <laughs> have well, fun. Pick your own goon. Have fun. It's got to be approved by the uh, costume department, but go for it. <laughs> have fun, guys. <laughs> Like, I, I just wonder about the decisions that went behind that in the costuming department. Like, was that something that was written down on the page or did they just come up with that day of? I don't know. We need like, some goon diversity in here. <laughs> and they delivered goon diversity. Yeah, it was great. So good. <laughs> goon University. <laughs> Sorry, that's where they all went to school. Goon University. Um, one of my other favorite parts was when that seemingly homeless guy was snitching to the mafia <laughs> oh, yeah. um, and like that outdoor square in front of that building and they like pay him off and they go to walk away and then this guy gets Chinese starred yep. right in the face <laughs> and slow motion falls into this water fountain screaming ah! <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe that 
they kept the sound of him yelling slow mode. Oh my god, it was so beautiful. We had to watch it like three times. Face first in the phone. <laughs> and the bystanders aren't paying attention to this at all. Uh, They're they just walking by with their day. It's gonna make the best gift. <laughs> I thought that was awesome. No, that was that was spectacular. Oh, and when seven year old Kane was fighting thirty five year old Kathy and kicking the shit out of her, I thought that was pretty awesome. Yep. Yep. That kid had some serious, like, screen presence for his age, too. Like, I straight up believed he was going to murder her. Yeah, and he beat up that whole gang of, like, eight kid goons in, like, the first ten minutes of the movie. And his pink sweater. That kid had the best wardrobe, because I remember (laughs) everything he wore. So he had that awesome, like, pink sweater with a collared shirt underneath, which he was tearing ass in. I thought it was red. It was well, it was pink. Just eighty three quality. <laughs> yeah, it could be, could be, but it looked pink. They couldn't afford a red back then. <laughs> um, and then they had uh, him in like an L.A. Dodgers hat and an L.A. Dodgers like jacket, and he was kicking ass in that, <laughs> running away from uh, was it Braden the ninja guy? Yeah, yep. it was fantastic. He he was awesome. That kid ruled. Total favorite part. Man, we have really good luck with child actors on the show. <laughs> true. I say that as someone that does not like children. Finding all the good ones. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Um, do we want to touch on the risk or do we, are we good with that? Okay. Oh, of a uh, kid getting a ninja star in the eye? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> what, do you, what do we have to say about it? It's pretty risky. <laughs> That'll okay. be all. All right. Fair enough. So, are, wait, are we ready to rate this? Are we ready to rate it? I think I'm ready to rate. All right. So, let's rate it then. Yeah, I'm going to go with Yeah, I'm going to have to give it an unfortunate fuck off. Oh my God, my fucking father. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you! All right, let's rate Revenge of the Ninja 1983. I give it a fuck yeah. Oh, giving your own pick a fuck yeah. Huh? Of course I am. Okay. Yeah, I'll do it. You uh, watch me. I'll watch. <laughs> Why? Um, it delivered everything I wanted it to deliver. Um, I feel like I have been searching for this ninja movie for 22 years of my life. <laughs> um, if I had seen this as a child, I would have thought it was fucking amazing. And I'm a little sad that I hadn't. I know we had both kind of like wax nostalgic about the fact that we're out of our age where like we can be really influenced by a movie that we've seen it as a kid we're just talking about that yeah um i know the 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 action was great uh it showcased like a lot of really cool like ninja concepts that i've seen in other places and i was like where where like what was what was day one for like ninja stuff and i feel like this is like big part of it like you know we grew up with with a lot of ninja related materials like TV shows, movies, and video games and stuff, and a lot like I can see a lot of the influence from movies like this. Yeah, and those like it finally makes it, it finally like clicked when I saw this. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, we got like the mode over safe version of those things, right? Boiled yeah. down for us, mm-hmm. which is a good thing, probably. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, finally, yeah, they did something right, I guess. <laughs> I mean, movies like Sidekicks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but we never really got to see like this. Like this was out of vogue by like. By the time 1990 rolled around, like they weren't making movies like this anymore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But they still had to find someone to sell ninjas to, and they're like, "Kids, yeah, exactly, <laughs> kids, it's great." <laughs> um, and that's why I like this movie. Yeah. All right, that makes a lot I've of been sense. Chasing this movie for a long time, <laughs> <laughs> and you're finally satisfied with a ninja movie. Like, is this your favorite ninja movie? Uh, yeah, probably. I think this is the best one I've seen today. Wow. We should definitely check out more of this series then. Next time we can get tight, like. We wanted to have Tyler on for this. I'm sorry, Tyler, but we were yeah. doing this very, very short notice. <laughs> uh, but next time we watch a ninja movie, uh, I'm hoping it'll be one of those, and I'm hoping I can have Tyler on for it. Uh, ninja Three Domination sounds really good. I believe I'm, I think I was reading up about that one, and it's about a gymnast that is taken over by the spirit of the ninja and goes out to seek revenge. Wait, of Braden? 
Oh. No, I don't think it has anything to do with Britain. Oh. <laughs> of Maybe it does. I don't the know. The ninja? Well, but they were unrelated story-wise, so probably not. Oh, I do know that there's right. a gymnast involved, and she becomes a ninja. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds really good. I will also give this movie a fuck yeah. I thought this movie was just entertaining, great time, no expectation, and it delivered above it. Uh, I, I, I'm not a huge ninja person. I don't think that's something that... Uh, I mean, for like kids stuff, ninja's mm. great, right? But I don't, I haven't seen any like legitimate ninja pictures. Um, I guess this would be one, and yeah. I, I did really like it. But I'm pretty sure it's not going to get too much better than what I just watched. Yeah, I feel like, like this is probably as good as it gets. Like as far as providing me the camp level I want, the <laughs> action I want, and the quality that I expect. Yeah, because I mean, like I said, I was looking on like top ten lists for like what are some good ninja movies, and I mean there were some listed that were like actual Japanese productions, and I was like, I, I want something that's campy but yeah. also delivers. So I, I stayed away from those because I didn't think they would be like appropriate for the podcast. Mm -hmm. So like this really hit that mark. Yeah, and oh, this totally fit. Like this is this is what I hope. Uh, we would watch on this venture of ours mm. movies like this. Definitely. Um, so, what will you give it, Brittany? <laughs> you know, I have a torrid past <laughs> with martial arts films. <laughs> um, so, initially, I was going to give this movie a fuck yes. Okay. Because I was like, I would definitely recommend this to somebody. It's definitely worth the watch. Um, it was very engaging. I was never bored, which is saying a lot about me regarding these movies. Um, it was just campy enough. So, and then I, my final reflection was, would I watch it again? And at first I was like, mm, probably not. But then after reflecting upon all the ridiculous <laughs> shit that happens in it, I think I would definitely watch it again. And therefore I will give it a fuck. Yeah. Oh, Ooh, fucking sweet. Fucking sweet. <laughs> How about that? Yeah, I would definitely watch it again. I was just thinking of that guy falling slow motion into the water <laughs> fountain. And I was like, yeah, Should I we? could use that in my life regularly. Can we watch that again when we're done here? <laughs> Absolutely, we can. Emil's sitting a second class. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Paramount Vault, for yeah, providing seriously. us this. That's a treasure trove. Yeah, no, I definitely want to check and see what else. They have loved ones on there, too, which is cool. We just watched that recently. Oh, yes, yeah, so if you're looking for a place to watch that for free. Yeah. Um... So that's cool. Fuck yeah. Fucking sweep on Revenge of the Ninja. Cool. I was not that's expecting excellent. that. <laughs> Me either. I was not expecting that at all. Um, it's, it's kind of funny. If, like, this is the only ninja movie I've seen that has like just been like, face value, here's ninjas. It's a, <laughs> it's a ninja from Japan, you guys, and he's just doing cool shit. Yeah. And it works. There's no additional shit added on top of it, which is usually what happens, and it doesn't work. Yeah. yeah. Well, because they, I mean, it's a pretty shallow movie. Mm. Um, it really is. There's not much to it. And But that's what makes it good. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't yeah, they didn't try to overcomplicate it, yep. and I've, they knew what they were doing, yeah. and they did it. They did. Much respect. Hats off. For sure. Um, uh, I do have one more favorite part that I forgot to mention. Oh, okay, what is and that? And I think this really just encapsulates the, the vibe of this movie. Mm -hmm. uh, little little Kane Kasugi is fighting a man that's probably like 40 years older than him, <laughs> and he uh. points into the sky and says, look, Superman, and he looks... <laughs> And then Kane like hits him in the toe with a nunchuck. <laughs> Pretty great. And scurries away. Yeah. Uh, like Very it resourceful. It's awesome. The little ninja. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. Um, any any open questions we need answering before before no, we wrap my up? One here? real question was about the dolls. Yeah, I feel like that was probably the flimsiest part of the story for me, but yeah, that I'll was, forgive it. That was the one part where I said, hey, he does Japanese artisan <laughs> dolls, too? What? <laughs> that doesn't make sense. 
Even oh well. Though, even though I couldn't care less. Wait a minute. He's a ninja and he's wearing a turtleneck now? <laughs> that did happen really early in the movie, so we got past it real quick. Um, oh, yeah, his mom was awesome. If I can just oh, make shit, that yeah. my final thought. We forgot about Grandma Ninja. She survived and came to America with them and then died later fighting some ninjas. Well, to fighting Brayden the ninja. And that's when, that's when yeah, Kane, Kane saw it. Him oh, kill yeah. the grandma. She was awesome. She even used one of those little like smoke bombs and like vanished. I was like, holy <laughs> shit, Granny Ninja. <laughs> and then he just stabs the wall and nails her right in the chest, right through the wall. It was uh, kind of sad. Sad ending to a great ninja. And it was actually, they did, a, they did something really cool there that I was like, hey, that's kind of a cool thought. So they had her like stab through the wall, but it wasn't like an actual wall. It was like a uh, like canvas. Yeah. yeah. And then she just, she kind of slid down it and it just kind of cut mm-hmm. the, the wall down too. And you, was, you hear like the sound effect yeah. off camera. It was a very good effect. I was like, oh, interesting. They really dragged that out. I like that. Um, but any other final thoughts before we wrap it up here? That about does it for I me. I think I'm good. All right, this has been Second Class Cinema. We watched Revenge of the Ninja 1983, and it got a fucking sweep. Wasn't expecting that one more time. Not really, no. I was expecting something okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, this uh, And I would definitely recommend and watch this again and would totally show someone who's like, you know, we were talking earlier who was not necessarily acclimated with B-movies or like bad movies. Be like, hey, watch this. This is why we do it. Yeah. And it, it would make sense, I think. Sometimes you might discover one of these without realizing it and that's the really exciting part and how much fun is this yeah yeah <laughs> i mean we kind of knew going in that this is supposed to be a cult classic but then again sometimes cult classics really suck and we hate them so you know yeah <laughs> which, which leads me to the next segment that we're going to do first class failures which is <laughs> nothing we, about this is a cult classic uh, <laughs> no, uh, no, well, but thanks. it's something that we tried to discover we tried to discover yeah. and um so very quickly, we tried watching Radical Jack, that Billy Ray Cyrus movie that came out at the end of the 90s. That's like an action. He's like this radical bro. Um, He's not a radical bro. But I guess. He's a radical mullet. I guess Rift Tracks uh, released some commentary on it. And there's a bunch of people who uploaded scenes. Like, apparently, a lot of people really make fun of this movie. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really know that. I picked this up at the Bargain City Galleria <gasps> at the flea market. I bought it. It <laughs> sounds more exciting when you call it a galleria. It really does. It classes the joint up a bit. <laughs> I think that's why they call it that. There is no classing that place up, let uh, me tell you. I know. Oh, you mean the part where it smells like fried food everywhere? <laughs> Including the places where they aren't frying food. <laughs> fried food and mildew. Oh, yeah, and dust and cardboard. <laughs> It's weird. Okay, anyway. So we... Um, we couldn't even make it through Radical Jack. We got 20 minutes in, and I was kind of enjoying how bad it... But it's, like, bad. It's... Yeah. But not... And it's Billy Ray Cyrus, and... They, I didn't have any positives. I had one negative, and it was Billy Ray Cyrus. Hold on. What did I even write down about I, it? Do I have notes do we, do, on this? Did anyone... Hold on. Um, We're organizing. Billy Ray Cyrus a is a negative. Why would anyone put Billy Ray Cyrus in anything, I ask? Uh, uh, what the fuck is the scandal of this movie? Uh, this is the saddest car chase I've ever seen in my life. Uh, he's super rad. <laughs> um, uh, apparently, I thought a slow motion punch was very funny. Oh, yeah. I think I remember that part. But um, everything Billy Ray Cyrus says looks like an interview for an infomercial product <laughs> review. <laughs> he, uh, he was the quintessential radical guy, right? So he had his leather jacket and his cutoff gloves mm-hmm. and his blue bandana uh, and he was such a mystery because the waitress at his job totally wanted to fuck him and uh, he like would barely talk to her oh yeah he's a hard nut to crack <laughs> speaking of nuts um, <laughs> i really hated right that roland guy roland the roid rage the, guy who yeah. was like dating the waitress 
He was always he was a like polo. the main bad guy. Oh, polo tucked into slacks. he was a fucking That's prick. Right. But I hated him. Um, and I had a quote from him written down, and it says, I cut his little tiny nuts off. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, because I had a note in here that I didn't understand until now, which is, you know how I know he's a bad guy? Because he doesn't have a mullet. But all the good guys do. <laughs> also, Billy, his name is Roland. Also, Billy Ray Cyrus insulted him at one point by calling him Rolade. <laughs> Do you think he came up with that one on the spot? So uh, they're like, uh, "Billy, try some improv. Uh, think of a joke. It worked for Bruce Willis." That's some uh, info on the movie for you. <laughs> all right, so and yeah, this movie also had no idea what it was doing thematically because all of the like credit text was done like in the super cyber like green terminal text. Yeah, <laughs> no connection to the rest of the movie, which takes place in this rural town full of idiots, <laughs> country <laughs> who have never seen a computer in their life. <laughs> None of these people are Y2K compliant. <laughs> and this was right around Y2K. I think it was like 99. I, I almost wonder if that's the reason. They were just like, put some cyber shit in there. It'll look cool. But <laughs> we can do that now in our editing software. We can do this. Oh, so bad. Billy Ray Cyrus is a pillar too terrible. Uh, I do kind of want to watch this with the riff tracks, though, now that we have that in Maybe it's more watchable like that. Well, what I was going to ask was for if anyone has actually sat down through the whole movie, if it's worth it, let us know, mm -hmm. because we own this on DVD. We are stuck with this We're for the rest of it. our lives. So if there's any... return it to the flea market. No way. Not to Bo Video. <laughs> uh, any, sales anything... are final. <laughs> <laughs> when it's a dollar, sales are final. <laughs> um, but if there's anything you know redeemable about it, we'll maybe give it another shot. So if it's worth it, let us know. Yeah, I'd be curious to watch it with the riff tracks. Yeah. I wonder if they're free riff tracks or if they're the ones you pay for. I don't know. If you'd like more information on Second Class Cinema, come to Facebook. Facebook.com slash Second Class Cinema. If you'd like to listen to our show, wherever you're listening to it now is a great place to start. <laughs> uh, but you can also find us on Stitcher, iTunes, TuneIn, SecondClassCinema.com. And we are now currently featured on FollowingFilms.com, a podcast network of film reviews. So you can check us out there with a bunch of other great podcasts and a bunch of great guys. Awesome. Um, I think that's it. After I say all those words, it's usually kind of a petering out until we decide to stop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, how about that? We still got to work on that 50 mm. episodes later. Mm. All right. All right. Strong ending. All okay, right. bye. Good night. Yeah. <laughs> Good show. <laughs>